Ryan Gosling improvised that iconic line at the end of the movie where he shouts, what do you want? What do you want? No way. Yes. Yeah. If only he knew this improvised line is going to be reused in so many memes. A billion times. <laughs> Absolutely. Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. And if you're joining us here, you probably love romantic comedies. That's perfect. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have The, the Notebook. Notebook. And this is Listener Request Month. It is. Each movie we are rewatching for the month of May is something that you have reached out to suggest, or in, in this case, it was actually a, a vote on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Romcom Rewind, you can follow us, by the way. We had a few requests for about time, but The Notebook won our March Madness, and we thought we could only do one Rachel McAdams movie this month. So you voted for The Notebook, much to Sarah's chagrin. I know. I, <laughs> I really wanted about time, but... We will do that movie at a later date, at I, a different time. I'm so interested. Like, this is a quintessential movie, and Sarah didn't want to do it for our podcast. I mean, I have my reasons. I'm sure we're going to find out more. Yes. So, The Notebook is directed by Nick Cassavetes. He's responsible for Alpha Dog, My Sister's Keeper, The Other Woman. This was a massive success with you. It was. Uh, critics, not so much, but but we we loved it. It made $113 million at the box office. Numerous award show nominations. I remember the um, MTV Movie Awards, 2005. This is seared into my brain this moment when Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams win Best Kiss. Yes. And... The Best Kiss goes to... Someone that's cleaning up tonight. That'd be uh, Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling for the Notebook. It's such a 2005 moment because, first of all, Paul Walker presented the award. Oh, that wow. was kind of that's a blast. Yeah, they get up on stage. That they immediately know exactly what they're gonna do. They go to opposite sides of the stage. She kind of runs, pops into his arms. They kiss. <laughs> it's really the crowd's like, oh my god, and then it pants to the crowd. And Lindsay Lohan's there gasping. Yeah, which and is her, crazy because. Uh, Hillary Duff was like laughing and giggling. Oh like, this is 2005 <laughs> yeah. in a yeah. nutshell, right here. So this movie is the story. I mean, the movie is told as a story at a nursing home or it's a retirement facility or something like that. Yeah. There's an older man. We don't know his name, but he's played by James Garner. He's telling a story to a woman played by Jenna Rollins. Her character is, I guess, suffering dementia or Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's or something yeah. like that. As he tells the story, she's very invested. Sometimes she's confused. Sometimes she thinks she can recall parts of the story. Mm-hmm. But the story he's telling her is the story of a guy named Noah Calhoun, played by Ryan Gosling. Woo-woo. It's the love story of how Noah falls for this woman, Allie Hamilton, in the summer of 1940. Uh, when they were both 17. And I don't want to give away too much off the top, but he convinces her to go out with them. They have a summer of love. She clearly comes from a family of wealth and riches. Her parents don't really approve. And nearing the end of the summer, she reveals, I'm going to school somewhere else. And, and you know, th- there's a lot of things that kind of pull them apart. Noah also goes to war. And it's it's very much a uh, a star-crossed epic love story, I guess, is mm-hmm. how I would describe it, of them finding love, being torn apart, 
and maybe finding each other again? It was a magical summer. Noah was a country boy. Allie was from the city. They met the night of the carnival. They had nothing in common, but after seeing Allie that night, something inside Noah snapped. Will you go out with me? No! No? Damn, my hand's slipping. Okay, fine. I'll go out with you. No, don't do me any favors. No, I want to. Say it again. I want to go out with you! All right, all right. We'll go out. Okay, this movie is one of those classic love stories and one of the best-known romantic films of all time. You have to at least watch Once in Your Life. It really is that good. Um, I haven't seen the movie since I was 14 uh, because it made me cry so darn much. Uh, I had a box of Kleenex beside me when I watched it the first time, and um, I cried, yeah, basically the whole time. This time, though, it wasn't so bad. Maybe because I knew what was going to happen, so they were more happy tears instead of sad tears. But that is why I haven't watched it and why I was so reluctant to do it, because I just didn't want to sit there and cry for two hours. You haven't watched this movie since you were 14. I think so, And yeah. you were reluctant to watch it again. Yes. What? It really pulls at your emotions. It does. It it's, does. Yeah, it's it's like, like you said, an epic love story, and it's not all happy-go-lucky like they there's stuff that happens um you know they're apart for seven years eventually they come back together but but it's this the struggles and the the um the failed love and the trying to move on and you can't move on it's just like the 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 push and pull of it all it's um it's a lot it's a lot of emotion I think like like this movie's right in my wheelhouse like movie (laughs) romantic comedies I truly love are the are the crazy stupid loves? They're the definitely maybes. They're yeah. the five hundred days of summer because real love is is raw. It doesn't always work out, or sometimes it's it, it's really hard for it to work out, and it's difficult, and you need to go through a lot of of real world struggles. And so I would say like this isn't my absolute favorite romantic comedy of all time. Mm-hmm. I know I said it. I'm so sorry. There's somebody screaming at their <laughs> iPhone right now that I would even suggest that, but. I think this one has the the widest, most jarring variation of emotions. I guess. Oh yeah, because yeah. One y- of them for sure. Because you get like the the summer love, you know, you're happy, then all of a sudden you're sad, and then you're dealing with grief, loss. They're apart, and and there's even moments where Noah's character he kind of cracks, he he breaks a little bit. It's all so real and it's raw, and you just. You feel it like in your stomach when it's happening to him and when he's building this house and and the narrator describes like something broke in Noah that day. He just started, you know, building the You house. do that really well. <laughs> Old it, man was Devin's that you? Was, did you do that? Was that your voice? In the last episode, uh, Sarah raked me over the coals for being a premature old man. So I did. practicing my old man voice and. It's very nice. It's very attractive. Noah was a you have a nice, you have a nice <laughs> old man voice. I like it. Sign me up. But it is. I, I do like that. It's this epic tale. It's yes. this star-crossed love. It's this. And I find a lot of movies try to do this, and they don't always do it as successfully. They try to create this world, this unbelievable story of love. Yeah. Like I think yeah. about uh, the "To All the Boys I've Loved" series. Yeah, it's really, really good. They make this big thing of like, no matter how far apart we are, we're going to make it. And I I felt myself trying to convince myself like, okay, I guess maybe they could do it. But this movie, 
There was just this magnetism. It sold it. Yes. I, I you believed. You were sold. You were going to buy whatever they were selling. <laughs> whatever they were selling, you were buying it. It was like Harry Potter when he's on the train to Hogwarts the first time. I'll buy the lot. Wow. You're pulling out Harry Potter and yeah. the Philosopher's Stone. Yes references mm -hmm. circa like 2001 or I don't even oh, know the I year. I think so, yeah. You just pulled that out. We'll have say? the lot. Yeah, we'll take the lot. <laughs> he's he's buying chocolates and stuff off the train, trolley. I like how strange the setup to this movie is. Um, with this guy reading this story to this old lady. And they don't really explain anything. No, they don't. You, it, it, you really don't understand what's happening. She obviously doesn't understand what's happening. And he starts telling this story. And this is one of those movies that, like you said, like once you watch it, you're like, okay, I watched The Notebook. I wish I could surgically remove that memory from my <laughs> brain because I feel like watching it again, even just rewatching it this time, I was confused off the bat, and I knew what was happening. So imagine being a fresh viewer of this movie. Yeah. It's kind of a strange start to it that I think fits, though. Mm, yeah. Just like, here's the story of Noah. It's mysterious. And he you don't know going. what's going on. Like, who's this old man? What What is happening here? Yeah, so I, I wanted to break the movie down by iconic scene. So the first one being the Ferris wheel scene. So... The meet cute. The meet cute. The first time that Noah sees Allie. They're 17. They're at a carnival. Who's this girl with Sarah? Her name's Allie Hamilton. She's here for the summer with her family. Dad's got more money than God. Hi, honey. Look, I won your prize. It's insane. Noah doesn't take no for an answer. He goes up to Allie and says, like, hey, I want to take you out on a date. And she said, no, I don't want to. He does not take no. He wants to go on a date with Allie so bad that... When Allie is on the Ferris wheel with another guy, he jumps on as it's going around and goes up with them. And of course, the guy running running the ride is like, no, you got to get off. You got to get off. And so he jumps up on one of the bars and is just hanging there and says, I will let go if you don't go on a date. With me. So? So it's really nice to meet Allie. you. Who is this guy? I don't know. No Calhoun. I would really like to take you out. Friend, do you mind? <laughs> You can't sit more than two people in a chair, Noah! Okay, Tommy, all right. This is my only beef with the movie, I'll be honest. That is insane. You're right. It's it's cute. Like, that is that is all out for somebody who you... I guess it was love at first sight for Noah. That's what I would think it was. It was love at first sight. It's a little bit ridiculous, though. They really tee Noah up to be this very passionate, very emotional guy. And yeah. I like that 99.99% .99 of the time. This meet cute is absurd, though. Well, okay. Hanging off of a Ferris wheel is insane, but it's <laughs> more cute than ridiculous. You know what I noticed about that scene? What? Is that the guy is yelling up to him like, Noah, you better come down here. It's like, is this the first time yeah. Noah's done this? Oh, that's a good question. Is this how he gets all the girls? Once a year at a carnival, doesn't take no for an answer and climbs up and just hangs there till they say yes? Right. How many times have you done this, Noah? I mean, it's a little romantic. Like, it's kind of crazy. You're you're really showing your spontaneous side. Oh, you think? Yeah. <laughs> I'm hanging from a Ferris wheel. Do you he think? He also just ran onto the, onto the thing, like... He While did. it's going. Well, I mean, he's just a rebel at heart. How, and... Okay, if that happened with you, yeah, with a young Ryan Gosling, though, like yeah. let's call a spade a spade. He's very attractive. Yeah, like I, I feel like it's also the 1940s, so like I feel like there maybe 
built a little bit better than they were in the 40s. So yeah, really? I would think that they would have a little bit of a better weight restriction now than oh, back now, then. Oh, now, yes, yes, yeah. 100%. So yeah, I would definitely be like, oh my God, what's happening? I would probably say yes, only because, well, one, it's Ryan Gosling and good God, he's dreamy. <laughs> but two, because I would be afraid that I would have caused somebody to fall from very high heights and possibly injure themselves or die. So yeah, I would probably say yeah. Okay. Yes, date me. So you, you're Rachel McAdams. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're in. Oh, I would love to be Rachel McAdams. <laughs> so yes, okay. I'm in. I'm All in. Right. Despite Absolutely. the fact that this is clearly psychotic behavior, we're okay with it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Are you? No. Oh, okay. You're not. <laughs> no, okay. I'm not. I okay. think it's ridiculous, but would it you makes wait? for a good love story. It does make for a good love story, right? It makes for a really good meet cute. The movies, when they go to the movies, they go yes. to the movie theater. Okay. So, so, so Noah and Finn meet up with um, Finn's girlfriend and uh, Allie, and it's kind of a trick for Allie, because Allie basically said, no, I don't want to still go on a date with you. I mean, at that point, I think that was like the third time that Allie had kind of said no to him. He probably should have taken the hint and moved on. Yeah, but- the meet cute happened. Then he yeah. tried to hit on her on the street. She said no both times. This was kind of like a little trickery double yes. date. Surprise. And I mean, she ends up liking him. So that's good. Like, I think if that at that point, like if he didn't, if she didn't want to see him again, then like, dude, move on, you know? Can I just say, do you remember going to the movie theaters and then not really watching the movie because you were too busy making out with your date instead. Yeah, you know what? I was never very successful at that. I was always oh. too nervous to make a move. Oh. And it also depends. This is like a, a Seinfeld joke, I feel, but okay. like it depends on which seat she sits in. Because okay. like I'm not good at hitting on, like like going in for a kiss right to left. <laughs> it's got to be left to right. So if she sits in the wrong seat, it's like, ah, shit, now I can't make a move this oh whole time. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Legit. It, you get in your head as a guy. You're like, oh, man, I don't, uh, no, no, can't do it right to left. She's <laughs> she's in the wrong seat. Damn. Yeah. Oh, my God. I feel like that would, like, make or break a date. Yeah. Pick the right seat, ladies. Wow. Could you, like, con them into sitting in a specific seat? You tell your friend, hey, like, what's the seating? Okay. She goes, then you go, then I go, then she goes. Okay, good. We got it. So once they leave the movie theater, they, um, Noah asks her if he wants, if she wants to take a walk. Yeah. And, which is really cute. It's a big move. That is a big move. Good job, Noah. Yes, definitely. And I, I thought this was like the first, other than the Ferris wheel, like the big iconic scene that I remembered from this movie. Really? Um, yeah. Them lying in the middle of the road and watching the lights change and then like him kind of digging deep as to like. He used to do that with his dad and then dancing in the middle of the street. They didn't have any music. She's really like, I I find he pushed her to be more spontaneous, have more fun because she's telling him, oh yeah, like I'm quite structured. I have a tight schedule every single day. I wake up and I do, you know, tutoring, piano, ballet, etiquette and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh my God, girl, like you have no fun and so he says like what I do for fun is paint it's just it was cool to see her kind of come out of her shell a little bit and have fun with him dancing without music it's a power move it is you can't always pull it off yeah yeah I I think there's a fine line with Noah of is it romantic or is it crazy you know (laughs) he's like hey let's lay down in the middle of the street and watch the lights change it's like ah, you know what because it's Ryan Gosling and he's charming it's romantic and then, you know, dancing without music. That's oh, really that, cute. That's just a cute move, actually. That's always going to be romantic. But with the Ferris wheel thing. Yeah. I think, you know, Ryan Gosling is just so dreamy in general that anything he does is just 
awesome. Always romantic. Yeah. So like in my mind, I'm like, oh, that's so romantic. But then if you think about it, I, you're like, oh, it could be, yep, a little crazy. If it was a, a less charming actor, it would be like this guy is, is wild. Yeah. 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 Then it kind of like shows them having the best summer of life. We get the summer love montage. Get, yes, the summer love <laughs> montage. And with the summer love montage comes the beach scene when they're swimming. And he says, if you're a bird, I'm a bird. Well, she's telling him. Oh, she's like, God, tell me I'm a bird. And he's like, you're a bird. And she's like, tell me I'm a bird. You're a bird. You're a bird. Now say you're a bird, too. If you're a bird, I'm a bird. Like, oh. waterworks. Oh, oh, my God. The amount of quotable yeah. moments in this movie, th- this might be peak romantic comedy quotable, because there's the, the ice cream scene. It's not really quotable, yeah. but like I've seen a lot of memes yep. and gifs of it and stuff like that. There's the, if you're a bird, I'm a bird, not to jump ahead too far. I was going to say, you need to slow your roll. But there's another big one there's that a, there's everybody a whole does. Bunch. Yeah. There's, I find like in a rom-com, in a classic one especially, you know, there's one or two really classic lines that everybody remembers from, from the movie. You know, like you say that movie, you remember that quote. This movie, there are a lot. There's at least three off the top of my head. Yeah, at least. Yeah. I love how they fall in love so quickly. Um, not in like a runaway bride thing where it's like 36 hours oh of God. falling in love, but yeah. like we, like it takes the first 20 minutes of the movie for them to fall in love. We see like the entire summer they're spending together, but like most movies, them learning to fall in mm-hmm. love is the entirety of the movie. Yeah. It's the reason for the movie is they're them finding out and figuring out that they love each other. Right. Like we just did love guaranteed last yeah. week. They didn't kiss until the last five minutes of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Not including that Not stupid including forehead, the forehead kiss. kiss. Yeah, that yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah. But, but like, we never see how that love grows or how it morphs yeah. or, or how sometimes it's hard and it's difficult and you need to make tough choices and people get hurt along the way sometimes. Like, most rom-coms, you just see that first 20 minutes. I like that this one was like, Mm-mm, it's not all the story. This is a complicated story because love's complicated. I appreciated yeah. that. You you saw them from 17 and then again when they're 24 and, um, wait, 17? Yep. Yeah. And <laughs> math, I had to Sarah. Count. I'm really bad at math. And, and how they've grown as people and they've, you know, tried to move on with their lives, but they keep on coming back to each other. And it it's a nice journey to watch. So Noah plans a really cute night. They go to this house that Noah wants to at some point in his life buy and fix up. And, and Allie says, you know what? I want, I want blue shutters. I want a a wraparound porch. I want a white house, you know, picket fence, all that jazz. And he says, I will, you know, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it for you. If you, you know, and she's like, I'm all in. And they, they have a nice evening. (laughs) What are, what are you going to say? The, they 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 do it or they, they try they to try do it. They try to do it. They try to do it and she does the classic female move of just like talking too much. <laughs> yeah, and then Finn rushes in and says, like, Oh my gosh, it's like too late. Allie's family's like freaking out, mm-hmm. sent the police looking for her, whatever. And then overhears Allie's parents saying that he's trash and that he's no good and no good for her and not the same class. And it was interesting to see like how 
he was no good because he didn't make a lot of money or come from a lot of money, even though he could have been the nicest person ever. Yeah. Um, well, and they even say, like, he's a nice boy, but he's, yeah. he's not good, good enough for you kind yeah. of thing. And then Noah, having heard this argument, mm-hmm. he breaks it off with, off with her. Allie wanted yes. to keep things going. It's never going to happen for me. It's not in the cards for me. I don't have to go to school, okay? Yes, you I do. I can stay here. No. Do you see? That's exactly what I'm talking about. And you can come with me. To New York? Yes. What am I going to do in New York? I think sometimes, too, like, it got really intense. Like, they're arg- they argued, and that was, like, a big, you know, like you said, love's not perfect. Um, like, slaps him, and, like, it was just kind of like a, and pushes him, and I was like, okay, like, I know you're mad, but, like... <laughs> Let's tone it down. Let's tone it down a little bit here. It's a very passionate (laughs) relationship. Very passionate. Yeah, Yeah, let's call it that. So he breaks up with her, and then the very next day, Mm -hmm. she's chipping off to college. They leave the next day because her mom can't stand that they're in love uh, and thinks that Noah's no good. So Noah finds out, but it's too late. He writes her for an entire year, and Allie's mother makes sure that she doesn't get any of the letters. She hides all the letters. 365 letters. He wrote one every single day. Which is like... That's freaking cute. And Allie wasn't over him. He realized he made a mistake. He wasn't over her. Yeah. And it's the 1940s. I was just about to say. Y'all can't FaceTime. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's no internet. There's He's no phones. sliding into the than, DMs. Yeah. There's no cell phones. There's phones. But like there's no fo- cell phones. So seven years pass. Yeah. Noah goes to war. She is a volunteer nurse um, during the war, going to school. And um, she meets Lon. Lon Hammond Jr. Lon Hammond Jr. He, it's interesting. He kind of hits on her in a similar way that Noah yes, does as well. Okay. He's very charming. Agreed. Like like he's clearly um, gone through some stuff in the war. He's yeah. got like a full body cast, basically. Full body cast, bruises all over. Yeah, and he says like, "When I get out of here, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you out on a date." And she kind of laughs it off. And the very next <laughs> yeah. scene is like him. Looking, Looking real good. nice. That's James Marsden, I think, is the name of yes, the actor. Yes, it is. He's, uh, yeah, and then he asks her out. Yeah. You can't say no to that smile. No, you can't. You can't. He was the lead in... Um, He's been in so many random 27 things. Dresses with Katherine Heigl. Yeah, he was. He was mm-hmm. also Cyclops in the X-Men movies. Oh, my God, like, he was. Oh, dude, wow. he's been in so many random things. Oh, interesting. And really, he is... The whole package for her and for her par- parents. Well, mostly like, for her parents. Yes. He's a nice guy, so that's good for her. Totally. He's but a he's great rich, guy. He's rich. He's charming. He loves all of the things that she loves. Horseback riding, you know, knows his etiquette, uh, dresses very nicely, comes from a very, very well-off family. Um, he checks all the boxes. He checks every single one of them. And he proposes to her. And she says yes. <laughs> Noah actually sees. Oh yes, that's right. Allie. Yeah. He's in Charleston mm-hmm. and he's riding the bus. I find a lot of moments in this movie are very like, if you were half a minute too late yeah. or too early, this wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have worked out. Because you know, there's the one day where he's walking to work, and that's the second time he meets Allie. Like, right. if she was just late or if he was early, they would. In this moment, it's midway through the be. movie. Right, he's on this bus in Charleston. He sees Allie. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, you got to stop the bus. The bus driver doesn't want to stop. He grabs <laughs> the, the door, door and he just jumps out and he runs down the street and he's looking around. Where did she go? And he sees her in this restaurant and he's looking through the window and you know what's going on in his mind. He's like, this is the love of my life. 
oh my God, I'm finally going to have her back. Then she sits down at the table. Juan comes up, kisses her. The ring is visible. And Noah realizes that she's engaged to another man. And this is where that kind of like, uh, there's like a fracture in his mind. He kind of cracks and he breaks. Yeah. And he goes into, I'm going to build this house that I had promised her I would build. The way that she wanted it. The way that she wanted it. And then that will get get her back. Is that what he's thinking? Or is I he just like, so. I need to, I, I think in that moment, he's like, I just need to consume myself with something. So I'm going to rebuild this house. And I think subconsciously, he is building it the way that she Yes, I think, it. yeah, I think in his mind, it was a way that if I, if I show her what I've done for her, like what a grand gesture, I, I think it's twofold. I think it is like partially that he's building it for her so that he can get her back. But I think too, like it was, I need something to, to to keep my mind busy. Right. But I I think it's all subconscious about her because remember he finishes the house and he puts it up for sale because he's like, what else am I going to do? I guess I'm going to sell it. But then he always finds excuses not yeah. to sell it to people. Somebody yeah. actually offered more than the asking Oh price. my gosh. Yeah. And then kicked them off with He shotgun. kicked them off because he's like, you can't be crazy enough to pay that much money for this house. No, you're not worthy <laughs> yeah. for this house anymore. It's like, that's totally irrational. Yeah, yeah. Like, that is ridiculous. There's no way that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I think subconsciously everything that you're saying is true. He just didn't come to realize it maybe. I think, and, and she in turn realizes she still loves him when she sees in the newspaper that he has finished restoring the old house. She tells Lon that she has to go and tie up some unfinished business and he says, okay, cool, whatever. And should I be worried? And she says, I don't think so. Lon, such a good guy in this movie. I feel so bad for Lon. Yeah. He's just a swell cat who has no idea. Did not see Noah coming. He's going to get run over. You're going to get hit by a car right now. This is, uh, yeah. So she goes back to that town. She does. To see Noah and to see this house, this big estate that he rebuilt. Yeah, all the feelings come rushing back. I love how strange those meetings are. Because he like walks out of the house, he's <laughs> yeah. clearly maybe perplexed. a little bit drunk. Yeah, yeah and he, perplexed. Yeah, and she's like, hi, I was just coming to see if you were okay. Long, dramatic pause. And it seems that you're okay. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I'll leave. And, then and she's she like, runs. I'm a stupid woman. <laughs> like, well, like, didn't you know what you were coming for? Like, but I think she didn't really. She's like, I don't know. I'm going to go there and... Something's going to happen. I think she just knew in her heart of hearts there was unfinished business there. Well, definitely there was. And then she runs over his fence. Yeah. And then he like literally just walks up to the window. He's like, you want to come inside? (laughs) She's like, okay. (laughs) So it's very strange. It was. They catch up. It's really cute. And then he says, come back the next day. I got something to show you. Yes. And this is the iconic scene. The iconic scene. This is my best scene. The boat scene with the birds and the rain. Do we want to save it for the best scene? Because this, so so without going too far into, oh my you God. You know what? No, let's do no, it. Let's do let's it right do now because it. it's too important, I know. Mo- lots of my best scenes lately have been like tied in with this, but I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. She comes back the next day. Yeah. He's got a boat set up for her and they go off and they, they go rowing into yeah. this, into this really cute little area with some trees, but it's filled with swan. It's like a dream. Do you want to feed him? Yeah. It's my best scene because it's so visually pleasing with all the ducks and the colors and the just the greens, the blues, the whites. You know, it was just absolutely stunning. Um, and but they do also, like a lot of bird's eye view so- shots to yeah. really fill the screen of there's like a hundred birds what in here, guys. 
you you captured the emotion in these following scenes you know like in the this scene in particular but also then when it starts to rain and oh it just she starts to laugh God, it's just so emotionally charged, and and she ends up running to him, and they kiss, and well, they don't kiss right away. She says, "Why didn't you oh, write me?" Oh, that's true. And oh my God, I wrote you every day. It wasn't over for me. I waited for you for seven years. Now it's too late. I wrote you 365 letters. I wrote you every day for a year. 165 days. Oh my God, I'm, I'm tearing up right now just recalling that line. And this, then, this is a weep warning. And then he says, Yes. It wasn't over. It still isn't over. No. Oh my God. It was, it was perfect. You know what I like about this movie though? And it, and we've talked about this before. It's that movies that don't feel the need to explain what's happening. Yeah. You can just watch the emotion happening you know, on screen. you know, you know, yeah. They're in this little area. They're rowing around. There are all these birds. And as a viewer, you can't help but remember the line, if I'm a bird, you're a bird. Yes. But they don't need to say it. You just kind of, you're like, oh, wow, that's that's real. And when they're laughing in the canoe because or in the boat because it's all raining. Yeah. It's like, I don't really know why they're laughing, but like, I get it. Like, uh, wow, this is I'm such on board. A, I'm on board. I get yeah. it. Yeah. They're like, I don't get it, but like, <laughs> sure. Why? I guess there's a lot of emotions happening right now. Sure. Yeah. They're laughing. It captured everything. It captured the seven years that have passed. It captured, you know, rekindling their love. And it, it generally just captured their love that yeah. was still there all this time. And then her mother shows up at the house. Yes. And she's in just in a, a blanket <laughs> they go on a drive the them. and and the mom shows Allie basically the mom shows Allie like history is repeating itself yeah. here there was a guy who I loved when I was your age I guess he works at the same like lumber yard or whatever yeah. that Noah was working I at. guess so I would think so she told Allie you know sometimes I come here and sometimes I just sit and watch and I, I see this guy who I loved in my childhood I think she still loves him. I think she does. Well, who the F is going to somebody's workplace? I know, I know, like randomly watching. all the time. Yeah, okay, so no, she still loves him. Definitely. But she chose what she felt was better for her at the time. But I think she real. I think the mother realizes at that point that maybe, maybe Allie choosing Lawn, what she should do. So she says basically to Allie after, like, make I'm, the right I choice. make the right choice. Yeah. The wrinkle to this part of the story is that Lon oh God, yes. is in town. Yeah. So whatever decision Allie needs to make, she needs to make it right now. Yeah. And actually, before the mom leaves, she hands Allie the letters, the stack of three hundred and sixty-five letters that Noah had written and sent to her. And she comes back and she sits down, and Noah makes a joke. He's like, "I see you got my letters finally." <laughs> you know, <laughs> better late than never. And and then we have the second most iconic. No, I, I think this is the most iconic moment in this movie. Because Noah says, like, <gasps> right. what are you going to do, Allie? And she's like, I don't know. Yeah. So what? So it's not going to be easy. It's going to be really hard. And we're going to have to work at this every day. But I want to do that because I want you. I want all of you forever. You and me every day. <laughs> Will you do something for me? Please. 
You just picture your life for me. 30 years from now, 40 years from now, what's it look like? If it's with that guy, go. Go! I lost you once. I think I could do it again if I thought it's what you really wanted. But don't you take the easy way out. What easy way? There is no easy way. No matter what I do, somebody gets hurt. Would you stop thinking about what everyone wants? Stop thinking about what I want, what he wants, what your parents want. What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What it's do you want? How many times has that been memed? Oh my or god. Like gift or I think anything? like thousands of times. Hundreds of thousands. It's, it's absurd. Yeah. There's so many memeable moments from this movie. <laughs> oh my god. And then she leaves and comes back because she has chosen him. And the entire time, like we obviously went through this whole story without doing the cuts in and out. True. I forgot about that. <laughs> you know why? Because I like You like this the part of the story? <laughs> story and not <laughs> like the older versions of them. No offense. It was great, but it was so it was such a story, you know? It was such a story, and that story has to come to an end, Sarah. I know. Because that old man at the beginning of the movie yes. telling the story. Yeah. That's Noah. No. Oh, and Noah is telling the story of how he fell in love with Allie to Allie. Oh my god, I'm getting teary again. So this is another <laughs> weep warning. Oh my god. He's telling her um the story because she has dementia, she has Alzheimer's, and it's his way of helping her remember. Yeah. And and after that, she kind of snaps too, and she's like, "Oh my god, I know this story." And then she she recognizes him. She's like, "Oh my god, how much time do we have?" Oh and he's god, like, "So the so last time was less than five minutes." And they kind of dance, and they they have a moment, and then and then she snaps back into her dementia, unfortunately, and she's Alzheimer's, restrained. Yeah. And then a few things happen. Uh, I think both of their healths take a little bit of a turn. He has a little mini heart attack. And then after he gets out of the hospital, he sneaks off to her room. Oh, I know. It's so cute. And here, ooh, another mini weep warning here. <laughs> because she wakes up. He's by her bed. She has full clarity. Yes, I was going to say, and it's Allie. And it, Allie recognizes that it's Noah, and they have this conversation essentially about the end. And she says, like, is our love magical enough to carry us on to the next world and he says you know I, I think it does and he gets into bed with her they're holding hands they fall asleep oh, 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 oh. it's so beautiful <laughs> and then and then they they pass away together yeah the next morning the nurses find them oh, god they've passed on together ah jesus it's beautiful you're tearing up too yeah so cute. Oh, what an emotionally charged movie. Like, I'm even just talking about this, and I'm really teary. I know. It doesn't even take much. You don't even have to watch it. You just have to talk about it. <laughs> just let us tell you. The yeah. Movie. You don't need to watch it. Save the two hours. Oh, my God. We'll tell you when to cry, and right now is the time. So <laughs> feel free. We'll give you a moment. Devin's going to get his poop together. Okay. Okay. Are we all good? Yeah, we're good. And now that we're uh, done with our weep warnings and our crying, <laughs> feel free to, you know, dab yourself off with a <laughs> tissue. And now we have quick facts. Quick facts. 
The notebook was based on a true story. It was based on Nicholas Sparks' then-wife, Kathy's grandparents, who spent more than 60 years together. Nicholas Sparks thinks the notebook was a success because it was relatable. The screenwriter had to work hard to make the characters seem real. He had to give it a bit of an edge, make it real, and make the choices that the characters faced real so that it wasn't just another sweet movie. Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling didn't get along at first. They sometimes clashed on set and during production. Jessica Beale was bummed she didn't get to play Allie. She auditioned for the role while she was in the middle of shooting Texas Chainsaw Massacre. She actually auditioned with Ryan Gosling in her trailer covered in blood. Wow. Yeah. That's strange. I know. Reese Witherspoon and Jessica Simpson were also considered for the role. Reese Witherspoon, I think, could do it. I think she could, yes. Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears were also considered for lead roles. No. I no. I don't think the, the movie would have even gotten off the ground with no offense, but I just <laughs> I just can't see it. No, that that's they not don't a hot ha- take. They Sarah. don't have that's... the depth. Right, exactly. James Marsden thought the movie was going to be a big flop. He thought it was going to be a schmaltzy movie of the week type thing, and it ended up being a massive hit. The director was the fourth choice to direct this movie. Steven Spielberg and Jim Sheridan were also interested in directing the movie before him. Spielberg, I mean, you can't go wrong. You can't. With that said, this is pretty close to a perfect movie, so... I agree. The right choice was made. Gina Rollins, who played Allie as an older woman, uh, was the director's mother. Mm. James Garner ruined his first take shooting with Jenna Rollins by laughing. (laughs) The Notebook is the most successful Nicholas Sparks adaptation, earning over, you said earlier, $113 million, but I have the number $116 million worldwide. So between, somewhere between that. A close second is Dear John. Oh, another Nicholas Sparks. You can see Ryan Gosling's mic when he is hanging off of the Ferris wheel. Allie wasn't supposed to crash into Noah's gate. <laughs> Wait. Yes. Rachel McAdams actually did that. It was a complete accident. No. Yes, but, but it was a really, like... The scene itself was really good, so they kept it in. Yeah, you keep that take. That's yeah. hilarious. Wait, yeah. so when Ryan Gosling walks up to the window and is like, you want to come in? Was yes. that also just like it, off well, the Well, I think like he was going to ask her to come in, but it was just a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> he just had to walk a little further because <laughs> yeah. she hit his gate. <laughs> the Notebook is the first novel Nicholas Sparks published. Wow. Rachel and Ryan won the MTV Awards for Best Kiss. At the awards show, they recreated the scene, and now it's tradition for any winner to kiss when they accept the award. So that's a really interesting MTV uh, movie award year. It was 2005 because the same year as Mean Girls. Oh. Rachel McAdams won Breakthrough Female, not for The Notebook. She won it. For her role in Mean Girls. Right. As well, best female performance, Lindsay Lohan beat out Rachel McAdams. In what? Rachel McAdams was up for The Notebook. Right. Lindsay Lohan won for Mean Girls. Oh, mm, she was really good in Mean Girls. Mean Girls was an amazing movie. It was. It That is also a gem upon gems. Um, That's a hard one. Yeah. Like, honestly, looking through, the, there are a few good movies. Like, it was the year of Harold and Kumar. Kill Bill oh. Volume 2, Garden State, but like Mean Girls in the Notebook? Big time. That's like a one-two in Absolutely. my mind. Absolutely. Ingrid Michelson is working on a stage adaptation of The Notebook. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm here for it. Allie's part in the book was expanded for the movie. In the book, it is mostly from Noah's perspective. They decided to expand Allie's part and make it so that there's a balance and so that you get both sides of the story. 
Rachel McAdams had less than one day to prepare for her audition. And when she read the script, she was a blubbery mess. Oh, of course. We're a blubbery mess just doing this I podcast. Know, I know. She sobbed uncontrollably. In the rain scene, uh, Rachel isn't wearing any shoes. This is because they disintegrated in the water. Many of the clothes that she wore in the movie were authentic clothing from the 40s. Wow. Yeah, so they did just... They just disintegrated over time and, and because of the water and take after take. I was going to say multiple yeah. takes and wow. Yeah. There was little to no nudity in this film for a reason. The director wanted the movie to be appropriate for a large audience. Ryan Gosling wanted Noah to burn the house that he restored in the movie. <laughs> he thought it was a good part of the, you know, his character had kind of become that and, and he wanted to burn it down. Yeah. Well, don't they make the joke <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the commentary? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was almost a The Notebook TV show. It was set to air on CW, and it would have followed Allie and Noah's relationship in the 1940s. Nothing ever came from it, though. The director cast Ryan Gosling as Noah because he thought he wasn't handsome. What? I don't know what world he was living in, wow. but um, he is, yeah, there's definitely, he's very wrong. Is this the most attractive Ryan Gosling, or is there another more, more attractive Ryan Gosling? There's a few movies that he's really attractive in. Crazy Stupid Love? He is attractive in Crazy Stupid Love. Um, he's attractive in uh, Remember the Titans. I had no idea he's in Remember the Titans. Yeah, he plays Alan Bosley. Ryan Gosling wore brown contacts to cover his blue eyes for filming. The movie was filmed in reverse. All the older Allie and Noah scenes with Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling were filled, filmed first. This was because Ryan then had to lose 20 pounds of muscle and shave his beard to transform into the younger version of Noah. Whoa. The after seven years scene. So like when they're in the boat and when she goes to see him, those were filmed first. Okay. Interesting. The famous boat scene almost didn't have birds. The director found some hatchlings and raised them beside the lake so that when it came time to film, they would be comfortable on the lake. Oh. Yeah, so originally he was told, like, oh, yeah, like, the birds, they're probably not used to, like, being around the lake, so we can't bring them in. So the director said, well, I want the scene. So he went and found hatchlings and raised birds by the lake. It's dedication. Dedication. God. Ryan Gosling improvised that iconic line at the end of the movie where he shouts, what do you want? What do you want? No way. Yes. Yeah. If only he knew this improvised line is going to be reused in so many memes. A billion times. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Ryan built the table in the dinner scene. He spent two months doing Noah things like living in Charleston, South Carolina, building furniture as an apprentice. Wow. Yeah. And Rachel did the same thing. She took etiquette classes, worked with a dialect coach, and took ballet. Because they're both Canadian. So they would need to spend time in yep. South Carolina to get the uh, yes. to get the accent. Yeah. Kobe Bryant once gifted his wife a dress from the movie for Valentine's Day. It was the blue dress that Rachel wore during the rain scene. Oh, wow. Oh, that's an iconic dress. There's a sequel to this novel. It's called The Wedding, and it was published in 2003. The plot of the novel follows Allie and Noah's daughter, Jane, and her love story with a man named Wilson. Best scene. Best scene. So we've done mine. And so, Devin, what is your best scene? This is actually something that I had forgotten about. My best scene is the reveal that she was the one that wrote the book. And yes. we need to do a little bit of connecting the dots here, which which I don't hate in a movie, like I said. Like, don't explain everything. We can make some logical conclusions. But the story that old man Noah is reading to old lady Allie 
To old lady Allie. To old lady Allie. She wrote that story, the story of how they fell in love because it, it has her signed at the end. And you can kind of connect the dots that she likely wrote that after she learned that she was developing Alzheimer's, yeah, right? Yeah. And she wrote it for the purpose that Noah could read it back to her and then she would, as she said, come back oh to her. Oh my God, I know. It's so, so beautiful. I just think that there's something so hauntingly beautiful mm-hmm. um, about that story and about just about this movie. A, a lot of people feel really sad after watching this and that that is a really big emotion, but it's just, there's so much beauty in this movie that's almost indescribable. And the, the realization that she was the one who wrote that story and Noah reads it to her, like, we think, like, every day? Yeah, probably. Probably every single day he reads that story to her. That yeah. story that she wrote for him to read. Wow. It's <laughs> a lot. Oh, God, are we boring? My goodness. Honorable, honorable mentions. mentions. You got to go first because I'm, uh, I'm a I mess. mean, my honorable mentions would be Allie and Noah, but... Oh, they're they're the main characters. I they know. can't be honorably mentioned. They're just so good. <laughs> I don't really have any then. Lon Hammond oh, Jr. Oh, he is good. And you know what I have to say? Allie's mother like the like the acting for her was great. The acting for her was great. Yeah, yeah she it was, was really, really really well good. done. I thought it was so interesting the parallels because Allie's father Here's something I liked about him. He wasn't a bad guy. You're so right. He did say, like, Noah's not good enough for you, but he was never mean to Noah, Yeah. if that makes sense. And even when Noah was there, he's like, listen, our family just needs to have a conversation. You can go in the other room and sit down. Yeah, never kicked him out or anything Didn't like that. Didn't kick him out, but... wasn't rude to him. He was like, you're not good enough for my daughter. Right. So there's a little bit of a parallel with Lon Hammond Jr., where it's like, this guy's rich, he's wealthy, but, like, he's not an asshole. No. I'm, I really like that about that character that leaving or ending the movie, you didn't feel like, oh, God, she she made the right choice because yeah. that damn Lon Hammond Jr. It's like, no, there's nothing wrong with the guy at all. And it really parallels the mom and Allie. They yes. have the exact same situation, right? And, and it it comes down to, to, to true love, yeah. right? It comes down to love. Like, are you going to pick somebody because the lifestyle will be better or are you going to pick somebody because you love them, right? So it... it there wasn't anything wrong with Lon. It was, he was perfect for her, but Noah was just more perfect, you know? He was the one. Yeah. Right? Which brings us to the what should have beens. I wish that we could have seen more of their love story. I, so they, you know, they end up together. I want to see some of their live, like their, the rest of their lives together. I want to see, you know, what, what they do next. Well, because you don't even see... I, I agree. I, I want to know what Noah did for a career because, like, seeing everything that he's doing, I'm like, did he open a furniture store? Or, like, what? Mm, what's the yeah. deal there? Yeah, you're right, because we don't even see Allie get back together with Noah. No, we just see her kind of shrug, which was super cute, and with her with her bags, and then she hugs him, and that then we flip back to them being older well and older Allie is like oh my god I remember this story yes. and then all of a sudden yeah she's, she's there yeah so we don't yeah, I just wanted more I just wanted more if I'm already at that point where I'm so like full of emotion just give me more but to finish it off you yeah, know let's go yeah my uh my what should have been is all about Lon Hammond Jr. because I think he should end up with somebody <laughs> okay okay James like Marsden our guy so yeah. so I was doing the math I'm like okay 
This is very difficult because it's got to be period specific, right? Yeah. 1947? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. So at first I thought, hey, Rose from the Titanic. No, oh that was God. 30 years apart. Uh, yeah. More than 30 years. Yeah. Which is really wild 30s. when you think about it. Yeah. So I got nobody, really. I think maybe Martha. He should end up with Martha. Oh, he could. Yeah, he could end up with Martha. I mean, we could throw a marvelous Mrs. Maisel in there. She's a little bit like later in the 50s. But Oh, my God. See, I never watched that show. Oh, it's I good. didn't know it was that that time frame. Well, okay. So it's, it is, but it isn't. So this was, yeah, this, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is set in the later 50s. So it would have to... Marvelous He'd have Mrs. to be single for a little while. For or, a or Marvelous Mrs. Maisel in the 40s. Right. Or it, it's kind of like Great Gatsby era, right? No, Roaring Twenties. Oh. Great Gatsby. But no idea. Eras, time frames, <laughs> history. Good it's ta- all out good the window. Times. She should end up with Rose there from the go. Titanic. Oh, no, no, She's no. Been, what, why not? He should end up with Rose from the Titanic? Yes. No. What, what, what's wrong with that? Oh, if we're not talking about like time periods? Yeah, no. I, oh. I, I'm totally lost on the time frame. Okay, well then sure. Okay. Sure. They've both been through a lot. They have been. Rose needs a break. She needs a wealthy One guy. more than the other, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One more than the other. He lost Let's Rachel McAdams. She watched an entire ship uh, plummet to the bottom and of the ocean. her love Leonardo DiCaprio. Also plummet to the bottom of the ocean. She deserves a James Marsden. Yes, she a, does. A wealthy James Marsden. Yes. <laughs> Good God. Oh, man. Rewatchability. All right, you go first. Chemistry, five. Storyline, five. Thirst Factor, five. Imagination, five. Soundtrack, four. Right. Cheese, five. For a total score... Of 4.8 out of 5. Yeah, I, I completely agree with all of that. The Perfect. only place you're going to lose is the soundtrack, which is like a, yeah. it's a traditional 40s soundtrack. But but not even, I, I like that music. Like, I think it's it sounds great. I don't think it was enough. Um, enough. Yeah, like like at the forefront of the movie, right? Sure. It wasn't a, a, an important aspect of the movie, right? So it doesn't get that big of a, a hype. I wish I could give chemistry a six. I know. There is something electric about those two people. Oh, my God, like yeah. Like Ryan Gosling, Rachel McAdams, that... that. And they dated in real life for a little bit, too. It's like magnetic. It I, I can't... Know. It's indescribable. It really is. This has been the Rom-Com Rewind of The Notebook. It's also Listener Request Month. So next up, we'll have Fever Pitch, which is very frightening. I'm not a fan of Jimmy Fallon. I'm going to be straight up. But that was requested by um, somebody. I can't remember. We'll, we'll give them a shout out at the beginning of the yeah. next episode. And if you would like to chime in with some thoughts, some feelings, some emotions, just did an emotional podcast. So that's why I'm talking like that. But like straight up, if you just want to chat with us, you can get at us on Instagram at Romcom Rewind. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, subscribe there if that's where you're listening. Follow on Spotify. Thanks for listening.